Hello and welcome to another episode of Relationship Alive. This is your host, Neil Satin. Today's topic is going to be how we can create big changes in our lives, but in ways that are sustainable. Because if you do something big to change your life, but then you just fall back into old patterns, well, you're going to get the same results you've always gotten. Do the same thing, get the same results. So how can you create a big change in a way that you're going to be able to keep going, that you're going to be able to follow through on so that it doesn't become just some other big resolution or promise that you make to yourself that you can't keep? That is what we are going to talk about in today's episode. And I'm going to use an example from my personal life uh, that I've experienced over the past few months um, so that you can get a sense of what I'm talking about. First, I just want to say thank you for being here with me. Uh, this wouldn't be a show without you being here with me uh, to talk about relationship issues and all these different facets of how to show up more fully in our lives, in our relationship with ourselves, and in our relationship with uh, the people who are most important to us. So thank you for being here with me. And uh, if you are finding the show to be really helpful and want to contribute to the mission of Relationship Alive, that would be most appreciated. Um, you can choose any amount that feels right to you. Uh, every little bit counts, and uh, or if you want to give a lot, that's great too. Some people do, and it's fantastic. It's what helps keep the lights on here at Relationship Alive headquarters. Um, so to choose something that feels right for you, just visit neilsatin.com slash support, or you can text the word support to the number 33444 and follow the instructions. And this week, I would like to thank Timothy, Angie, David, Bianca, Drew, Anne, Valerie, AJ, and John. Thank you all so much for your generous and in many cases ongoing contributions to Relationship Alive. Really appreciate that. I also just wanted to say that I'm going to be taking a break for a few weeks from the show to step back and reassess and figure out what's next. Uh, I've been doing this for a little over five years now, and uh, I think it's time to just figure out what's working, what's awesome, and what I want to change to keep this alive and fresh for me as well as for you. Of course, if you have any suggestions, feel free to send them to me. My email address is neilius, N-E-I-L-I-U-S, at neilsatin.com. Um, I do get a lot of emails, so I can't promise I will write back to you, but I would love to hear from you, to hear what's been awesome, what, what works really well, what you'd want more of, uh, what you'd want less of. And if you have any creative ideas for the show, I will be curious to hear those as well. I have a few of my own that I'm looking forward to. Uh, implementing. But I need a, a little bit of, of a break from production so that I can get things together. Uh, just so you know, there will be more interviews coming. I know I've been doing a bunch of solo episodes lately. Um, I've had a lot to say. Um, but there are more interviews in store and uh, as well as other creative things to help keep the show interesting for all of us. Okay. Um, I think that's it. Uh, let's get on with the show, shall we? So when, when it comes to making big changes in your life, 
a lot of people talk about the need to take massive action. If you want radically different results, you have to do things radically differently. And on some level, that's true. And often, um, taking massive action can sometimes be necessary, right? Because uh, sometimes the changes that you want to make, if you want to, for instance, uh, leave a relationship, um, those kinds of decisions and choices and actions can feel huge. And you have to you have to do this big thing in order to create some momentum in a new direction. Um, but it can be common for people to take, to take a huge action, to, um, to feel all this energy and momentum. I mean, maybe you've even gone to some personal development seminar and you, you come back all pumped for like the big things that are going to change in your life. And then day after day, week after week, you find that it's hard to maintain the big change. Um, and this, this sometimes happens. I mentioned the ending of a relationship as an example. It's a good example because sometimes I'm sure if you haven't experienced this, you've known people who have experienced it where they take a big action, they decide they're going to leave their relationship, they even announce it to their partner, and then it never quite happens. Or it does happen, but then somehow they end up back together again and back in the same old patterns that they were always in and the same old misery and the same old reasons for not being together in the first place. So it's not all doom and gloom, fortunately, but there has to be something else to back up whatever big changes you are trying to make in your life. And those could be big changes like ending a relationship or it could be big changes like making your relationship better. Because maybe you simply want to improve the way things are in your relationship. And this is another thing where it can be like, all right, we're going to, we're going to have a date night every week. We're going to uh, make sure that we take three vacations. We're going to show up every day in ways that are loving and caring and, and, uh, on and on, right? We're going to explore new realms of sexual ecstasy together. And, but then in the end, you know, comes, what, what is it? A after the something, the laundry, like there's the day to day, uh, quality of life and how challenging it can be to sustain anything like that. Even if you have the best intentions and the best desires and the most brilliant vision for how you want things to be. Because the big things are, are inherently not sustainable. They take lots of energy. They take lots of time. Um, they can take lots of thought and planning. Um, even though initially they're somewhat abrupt, if you want to keep those things going, um, then it, it requires a lot from you. And that's why it's not sustainable. And then you have this other problem, which is that it creates these high expectations for change. And if you fail to meet them because you lose steam a little bit, then um, that can actually cause shame and feelings of guilt, like, oh, I should be doing more, right? So now if you're thinking that you should be doing things differently than you are, then that in and of itself is going to impair your momentum and impair your sense of capability. So you want to 
uh, not be in a situation where you are working against yourself because you can't meet your own expectations for change. So this isn't to say that doing something huge is bad necessarily. I mean, I'm not saying that you shouldn't do those kinds of things um, by all means, right? Sometimes, as I said, it's required to to try something huge and new. Um, however, take time to assess what is really going on. Is it really working for you? Is it something that you're able to maintain? Is it bringing you joy? Is it making your life better? Or is it becoming yet another thing that is dragging on your life energy that's, you know, bringing you down? Um, these are important questions because that way you know whether or not what you're doing is working. And if it's not, there's should be no hard feelings. If it's not working, you just say, hey, this isn't working quite the way I wanted it to. Let's try it a different way. And that is what today's episode is going to be all about. It's going to be about that different way. So the way to take on a big change, but to make it sustainable for yourself, comes all the way down to the little actions that you take on a daily basis in your life. Because your life is the product of all the little things you do. It could be the product of when you decide to wake up in the morning, of how you decide to nourish your body with the food that you eat, of what you do for exercise, of whether or not you give yourself a few minutes to get centered and meditate each day. I'm just naming a few small habits, right? These, these little things that you repeat on a day-to-day -day basis that actually have a huge impact on the overall shape of your life. Now, I'm going to give you some examples of how this works in a relationship and how you can actually create these little habits that will add up over time to something looking very different. But first, I want to just give you a sense of how this has worked for me in my life recently. Um, so I, I don't know if you've ever seen a picture of me, but I am a, a skinny dude and I have been for my entire life. And sometimes that's been great for me. Um, there are certain challenges that I haven't had because um, I can do whatever I want, I can eat whatever I want, and I'm and it doesn't seem to impact what my body looks like. On the other hand, sometimes it's been really challenging for me because, for instance, I want to feel more fit. I want to be more in shape. I want to have more muscles so that, you know, whether it's when I'm trying to shovel my driveway so I don't throw my back out, or maybe it's because I, when I go to the beach, I want to look good to when, with my shirt off, whatever it is. That's something that's been really hard for me to do in my life. And fitness, I think, is a great example for um, for the kind of thing that we're talking about because whether it's wanting to um, gain 20 pounds, which is actually what I've been wanting to do, or lose 20 pounds, um, you can't do that sort of thing overnight. If you did, 
it, even if you could, which you can't, it would be probably really unhealthy for you to do that. So what is, I think, a lot healthier for us physically is to get into a smaller habit of how we eat, how we work out, and seeing how that impacts our body over time. And on some level, trusting our bodies to arrive at where they want to be. So if you're doing these things regularly to be fit, to engage your muscles in your body, to um, eat healthy, then your body is probably going to end up where it's supposed to be uh, in terms of how it looks. And um, that that's true for all kinds of bodies, right? Um, there's no uh, There's no right way to be other than what's right for you. And what is healthy for you? So this is this whole thing isn't about like creating some standard that that you need to somehow show up for. But I'm telling you that for me, I I wanted to I wanted to know what it would be like to be a little bit more muscular, to to put on some weight. And I'm nearly six feet tall, and just to you know get a little personal and vulnerable with you here. Um, back in August, I weighed about 133 pounds. And so that's super, super thin for a dude who's almost six feet tall. Um, on top of that, I wasn't feeling all that great. And let's be honest, it's been kind of a challenging year for me. I've been going through a lot of grieving and, and stuff. And so I'm not sure that I was necessarily on top of eating well um, or eating enough, right? I was just kind of working through my process. So anyway, I, I happened to come upon a, a fitness program that, um, and I, I actually may have the person who created this fitness program on it, on the show at some point because um, I think he's great and what he's doing is great. Um, but I, I came across this fitness program and um it was saying that all I needed to do was eat right and work out 20 minutes a day, four days a week. And 20 minutes a day, like that is something that is really hard to say no to. I don't know about you, but if something is going to take me an hour a day, then that becomes something where if I feel like I'm a little pressed for time, um, I might not do it. I might say, oh, that's going to take too long. I'm not going to do it today. Um, and that might even be true for 45 minutes. It might even be true for half an hour, but 20 minutes. I could scroll on Facebook for 20 minutes. I could read the news for 20 minutes. So I can definitely do something for 20 minutes that theoretically is going to change my life for the better. And uh, this program was a 12-week program. And so I decided, you know, I'm just going to do that. Um, for 12 weeks, four times a week, 20 minutes each time, I'm going to do whatever this guy's asking me to do. And uh, and I'm going to eat what he's asking me to eat. Now, the just to break it down for you, the eating part was actually the most challenging part for me. Um, because if you don't eat a lot, then I guess what I I've come to find out is that our stomachs actually change size. So if you if you if you're not used to eating a lot, then your stomach can't even accommodate a lot of food anyway. Um 
And if you're like me and you want to sort of bulk up, uh, you actually have to eat more um, so that your body has a surplus of calories um, to uh, fuel your growing muscles while you're doing those workouts. So what I tried to do was first, and, and this guy, he was advocating um, eating four times a day, um, smaller meals um, to keep your metabolism going, I guess. Um, I'm not sure all the science behind it, but I was like, wow, I'm barely eating three. So I committed to just eating three meals a day. And going from two meals a day, sometimes three to three meals a day, that's a relatively small commitment, right? It's just like, okay, when I get up, instead of plunging right into work, I'm going to eat first and then I'll plunge into work. And that has sometimes been challenging for me to do because there's so much work to be done. But day after day, that simple change of just eating breakfast and then eating lunch and then eating dinner, um, I started to notice that I was feeling more energized and more excited about the workouts that I was doing. And I was working out on Monday and Tuesday and Thursday and Friday. 20 minutes each time and I was just following this guy's program just doing what he told me to do it was all using resistance bands so I could do it here in my home super easy got rolled out my yoga mat dumped out my bands on the floor and just followed along with what he was asking me to do and over time I, I took progress photos but I'll, I'll tell you that for the first four weeks maybe even six weeks I could feel a difference in my body, but you couldn't really see a difference. And, um, you know, that was how one, there, those were both ways that I was judging what was going on. How did I feel and how did I look? Well, I felt great and it just felt good to commit to this small thing. And, uh, and that part was awesome. At the same time, I'll admit, I wanted to see a change. I wanted to see something different. Well, um, this is the challenge with not doing the big, taking the huge, massive action when you uh, want to change things in your life because um, there is going to be a period of time where it will seem like nothing is changing and yet things are changing. Things are changing below the surface. Things are changing in the overall dynamic that you're experiencing in your life. Things are changing, but it may not be visible just yet because things have to happen below the surface behind the scenes in order for things to ultimately change front and center, uh, right at center stage. You got to have backstage going, you got to have the lights working, got to have the sets in place so that whatever's happening on center stage actually uh, is... Uh, shines forth and and is amazing. Otherwise, it's going to be lackluster anyway. So uh, needless to say, to make a, a not that long story a little bit shorter, um, after eight weeks, suddenly I started to notice the difference and the people around me started to notice the difference. And between week eight and week 12, uh, suddenly there were huge physical changes happening in my body that were uh, all brought about by what I'd been doing in that 20 minutes, four times a week. And 
I got on the scale right before the program ended. I, as it turned out, um, well, I don't know if you remember, I think I mentioned this on the show that I, um, back in the spring, I came down with something. It, it might have been COVID. I'm not really sure. Testing was being rationed then. And, uh, and so I, I couldn't find out. Um, fortunately, it wasn't too serious, but it was ongoing. And it meant that I went to the doctor a bunch of times over this past year and got weighed, of course, each time. So I got weighed right around the last week of doing this program, and I weighed in at 150 pounds. So I had actually put on 17 pounds from when I began the program. And, uh, and I looked great, and I felt great. And all I did was boost the number of meals I was eating a day to three, <laughs> Even though they, they wanted me to eat four, but I ate three meals a day. I did have a little snack late at night to give myself a little bit extra calories, um, which is something that you want to do if you're trying to bulk up and, and gain weight. And, um, and then I did this workout. Um, and if you had said to me, like, at the beginning that that, were, that, that was going to be my results, I probably... I'm not sure I would have believed you. And not only that, but it might have demotivated me because it might have felt like an kind of an unattainable goal. Like, how am, how am I going to gain 17 pounds in 12 weeks? That doesn't make any sense at all. Um, and in fact, it feels a little bit overwhelming and it feels a little too big. And so since it feels so big, I'm not sure that I that I can do that. So it might have demotivated me. So instead of focusing on the goal at all, I just focused on the process the 20 minutes a day, four times a week, and the three meals a day instead of two meals a day. And at the end of 12 weeks, I had the changes that I was actually looking for, um, but I didn't focus on them. I just focused on the, on the little things. Now, the big decision that I made was the decision to actually do something different. And that might be the biggest decision that you make for whatever it is that you want to change. It might be um, the decision that you are going to commit to the process of changing this thing, that you're going to commit to your 20 minutes a day. And I'm going to talk in a moment about how to figure that out, how to figure out uh, what you want to take on and, and how to figure out what your 20 minutes a day are going to be. Uh, but first, I want to mention this week's sponsor. Uh, if you're looking for some extra support around things that are getting in the way of feeling how you want to feel in your life, your happiness, achieving your goals, one great way that you can do that and get that support from the comfort of your own home or your office or wherever you are is BetterHelp. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can chat with them via text at any time, and you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions, all without having to go anywhere. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling, and financial aid is available. They also offer a broad range of expertise so that you can find the person most suited to helping you with your own unique situation. In fact, so many people are using BetterHelp right now that they're recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. So whether it's your level of fitness 
depression, stress, anxiety, whatever's going on in your relationship, dealing with anger, family conflicts, whatever is up for you, try out BetterHelp to help you move past the places where you might be stuck. To start living a happier life today, you can try BetterHelp and you can get an extra 10% off your first month as a Relationship Alive listener. Just visit betterhelp.com slash alive and join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash alive. And thank you so much, BetterHelp, for helping support Relationship Alive over the past year. Um, I, it's really meant a lot to have you um, here to support our mission and uh, to support our listeners. Um, so thanks again. All right, let us dive in to how to make small changes, um, how to choose something in your life and actually create your 20 minutes a day so that you can... Um, affect a big change by taking on small steps. So let's take the example of improving your communication in your relationship. Now, this is something that I mention usually at the beginning of every single episode of the show. Um, I didn't today for some reason, but I offer a free guide. And this free guide is three simple things that you can do to improve your the communication in your relationship just three things. And they are, in fact, simple things. But if you put them into practice over the long term, just those three simple things, then at first, you may not notice a huge difference in the communication in your relationship. Over time, it will make a huge difference in how connected you feel with your partner and how much you feel like you're being understood and how much they feel like you're understanding them. And um, and that creates a foundation that helps you talk about things that are really challenging and get through it uh, to the other side. Um, since I didn't mention the download link at the beginning of the show, I'll just tell you right now that it is neilsatin.com slash relate. Uh, or you can text the word relate to the number 33444 and follow the instructions. So that's an example. I just gave you um, in that guide three things. You do them over time. It changes the whole landscape of what your relationship looks like. Um, as another example, the communication course I put together, it has three and a half hours worth of material. You don't have to sit down and watch three and a half hours all at once. You can watch the first 10 minutes, the first 20 minutes. I broke it down into bite-sized chunks so that as you go through, there are little bits and pieces that you can put into practice and those bits and pieces add up over time. Now I did this because when you're in a relationship, generally the only person you can change is yourself. As much as we sometimes want to or would love to or wish we could, we cannot change our partners. It's impossible, trust me. Uh, the only per person who can change your partner is your partner, is them deciding that they have some reason to change and following through on that change. However, there are all kinds of ways that you can make a difference, that you can find the little leverage points in your relationship, in the ways that you communicate, the things that you can do, and those will have an impact. Those will make a difference because the more that you change what you're doing, then ultimately your partner will have to change what they're doing in order to show up for you. 
or they won't change. You'll leave them behind in the dust. You'll be better off for it anyway. And, you know, onward and upward, right? But generally, if there's a strong enough connection, if there's if there are reasons to be together that outweigh the reasons to not be together, and you're putting in the effort to change things for the better, um, generally, maybe with a little bit of a nudge, your partner will rise to the occasion. Uh, by the way, the full communication course, if you wanted to grab that, um, it's still in beta, but um, that means that if you're hearing this while it's still in beta, you'll get it for a better price. And, uh, and you'll have access to the full thing when it eventually is released, um, the final version. Um, just visit neilsatin.com slash course and you can find out uh, all you need to know about the communication course. Okay, so let's say there was, let's say you just decided, okay, I want my relationship to be better. I want there to be more sweetness in my relationship, more, more, um, more connection, more, I want to feel love more. So what's something you could do? You have to decide what you're going to change. So we're deciding, okay, we want there to, we want to feel the love a bit more in our relationship. So now what is our, how do we find our 20 minutes? What's that little thing that we can do each day that over time is going to add up? Now you have to remember the overtime part. Things are not going to change overnight. They will change over time. Um, so a few great examples uh, of this. Um, I've talked on the show before about uh, implementing a gratitude practice. So just every day finding three things to be grateful for uh, in your partner, three things in your partner. And um, it could be things they did. It could be ways they are. It could be, um, could be anything. Um, you might start by just doing these gratitudes for yourself, like not even telling your partner about them. But then you might decide that you're going to share them. So you you could do a formal thing where as you're going to bed at night, you say, hey, I just wanted to share with you a few things from today that I'm really grateful for. And without any expectation of anything in return. And you could share those things with your partner. And you could do that night after night. And you could, in fact, you could say on the next night, you know what, that felt so good last night. Would it be okay if I did that again? I just want to share a few things with you that I'm grateful for. Night after night after night. It will make a difference. Trust me. Uh, another example of this might be um, to think about your partner's love languages and to think about your love languages. Let's not leave ourselves out of the equation. But think about what do you know about what your partner's love languages are? Is, are they? What do they prioritize? Do they prioritize physical touch? Do they prioritize acts of service? Do they prioritize words of affirmation and affection? Uh, do they pr prioritize quality time? Do they prioritize gifts? What do you know about how your partner um, wants to receive love? And can you find one simple way each day to, sh to show up for them that way, to be generous so many times the reason that relationships fall apart in the end is because each person is waiting for the other to be generous, to show up. So be that person, show up, be generous, feed the energy, give your relationship fuel, right? And honestly, that's not even 20 minutes, although maybe it'll take you 20 minutes in total if you're like, okay, what am I going to do today? 
and then you do it. Okay, that could take 20 minutes. Um, and remember, like following the model that I followed, maybe you only have to do that 20 minutes four days a week, and then you can take the other three days off, right? So you can experiment with this. You don't have to create rules that then, if you don't follow them, you're going to feel bad. Um, just do your best to create a structure that you think you can, again, commit to and stay committed to, and then do it. So over time, the impact of paying attention to what your partner's love languages are, their primary love languages, and offering that to them generously, that will have an impact, almost guaranteed. And if it doesn't, well, then you have a different conversation on your hands. You get to figure out like, what's going on that my partner actually isn't receptive to love from me, right? Or what's going on? Why are they checked out? What's, what's happening? Um, but it might be premature to have that conversation if you're not really showing up in the way that they are looking for in the first place. So that's another example. So I invite you to think, what are other ways that I can be generous in this relationship? What are other ways that I can add to the nourishment? Um, if you've ever gotten my free guide um, that you can get, it's not the communication guide. If you go to neilsatin.com on the very first page, there's an, an action plan for your relationship. And um, you just click the send me the action plan button and, uh, and you can get it. Um, I think you can also text the word relationship to the number 33444 and that will get you that guide as well. Um, but in that, I talk about the six human needs and how much uh, of our relationship success and happiness and fulfillment is based on whether we are showing up to meet our partner's needs. And that what actually creates a, a sustainable, energized relationship is both people taking responsibility for not only their own needs, but meeting their partner's needs as well. Um, and I'm not talking about like their need to, you know, um, go bowling with the, with their friends every Friday night. I'm talking about the, our core needs, our needs for certainty, variety, significance, love, uh, growth and contribution. Um, I talk more about each of those in the guide and how they, um, show up in our relationships with each other. But as an example, um, take certainty. What's something that you can do each day to help your partner feel more certain in your love for them, more certain in your caring for them, more certain in your uh, commitment to showing up in partnership, right? Do one little thing. If it took you um, two minutes you could hit all six of those core human needs in your relationship in 12 minutes and you'd have, um, you'd have eight minutes to spare for, for one more thing if you, if you wanted extra credit. So you see, there's, it's not complicated and it's actually, it doesn't really ask all that much of you um, other than the commitment to do it and to stay committed to it and to commit to it for a period of time. Like for me with that workout program, if initially, if the guy had said, you know, this is going to be um, 52 weeks, I, I don't know, I might not have done it. <laughs> now I, I would do it um, because I've seen what the results are, but, but then I probably wouldn't. So 12 weeks, three months, that seemed like a pretty reasonable commitment. So maybe that's something you can commit to. Can you commit to 30 days? Can you commit to 12 weeks? 
I like 12 weeks more than 30 days because it sounds like less, even though it's more. 30 days, that's a lot of days. But 12 weeks, that's just a dozen weeks, you know? <laughs> like, that's doable, right? So commit to a dozen weeks of trying on something new, something small. Now, I talked about things that you can do for your relationship, but how about things for yourself too? If you did 20 minutes of something uh, for your relationship and then you did 20 minutes of something for yourself, that's still only 40 minutes. That's less than an hour. Um, that's definitely, I could still, I could spend another 20 minutes on some social media media easily. So yeah, do something for yourself that's not sitting and scrolling through social media, which by the way, study after study has shown that that's detrimental to our mental well-being. So don't do it if you can avoid it. I mean, yeah, sure. There's a, there's a Relationship Alive community on Facebook. It's free. You can show up there and talk about your relationship. And I recommend that you do if you're looking for a place, a safe place to talk about what's going on for you. That being said, more than that, I recommend that you don't be on social media at all. <laughs> now that might be a challenging habit to break. If you've if you have a social media habit and you've ever tried to break it, then you probably know what I'm talking about. For me, I've had to like remove Facebook from my phone just so that I don't have that habit of picking up my phone and checking Facebook and blah blah blah. I can just go down the rabbit hole, right? So what's something positive you can do for yourself? Is it is it a 20-minute workout program? Um, is it giving yourself that time to meditate? Is it just simply, um, you know, whatever it is that helps you feel cared for? Maybe you find a way to give yourself some certainty, some variety, some love and connection, some um, significance, some growth, some uh, contribution. Like, how do you how do you show up for you? How do you, what's one thing, to, you know, let's take the example of certainty. So what's something you could do that would help you feel certain that you've got your own back, that you are looking out for you, that you are taking care of yourself, that no matter what happens in the world, you are going to show up for you. What's one thing you can do? Do that. It doesn't have to be the big gesture. It can be the little thing. It can be the little thing. Like for me, for instance, when I wasn't hydrated enough, I used to, what I would do is I would pour myself a glass of water and I would tell myself that each time I took a sip of water, that was me showing myself that I cared about myself, that I loved and cared about myself with just each sip of water. And now, whenever I drink water, it feels pretty good. And at first, that habit felt really unnatural um, and weird. I mean, it felt good, but it also felt like, oh, right, I got to remember, like, I, you know, this is me showing myself I love and care about myself. Now it's just how I feel when I, when I take a, a drink of water. So that's just one example. And again, it wasn't something that I noticed right away, although it did feel good right away. That did anyway. But the big change happened over time. So I think you get the point, right? It's what's a, what's a big thing you want to change? What is a little step that you could take that over time would lead to that big thing? 
And if you're not sure, that might be a great question to keep asking um, and see what you come up with. Because, you know, I, I stumbled across that workout program. But had I not, I might have had to go looking for, you know, what's something I can do for 20 minutes. I, I think 20 minutes is kind of a magical number. I'm gonna just going to go with it right now. Um, that whatever it is you decide, um, try to make it no longer than 20 minutes or, okay, maybe a half an hour. But you want it to be small enough that it's hard to say no. It's hard to procrastinate because it's just 20 minutes. So you, there's a logic in that. Um, so yeah, if you're not sure what it is, then allow yourself to just sit with the question. And in fact, maybe that could be your first little 20 minutes that you do is, okay, if I just spend 20 minutes a day, I'll set a timer and I'm going to brainstorm lists of like, what are ways that I could affect this big change that I'm looking for with small steps, see what answers come to you. And eventually one of those things that you'll light up, you'll be like, oh yeah, that's the thing. That's what I'm going to do. And then commit to a period of time. Again, I suggest 12 weeks is a good period of time to just do it. Keep track of your progress, you know, make, make a little X on your calendar or something to show that you showed up for yourself or for whatever it is that you're doing. And, and, uh, and then let me know how it goes. Okay. This is another, um, great use of my email address, neilius, N-E-I-L-I-U-S at neilsatin.com. And uh, yeah, let me know what it is that you're doing. And then 12 weeks later, let me know how it went and what you noticed. I look forward to hearing from you. And just in case you've been wondering, my name actually is just Neil. It's not Neilius. But back when I started my website uh, a long time ago, 10, 10 or so years ago. No, I was longer than that, 15 years ago. Um, I started getting lots and lots of spam at neil at neilsatin.com. So I needed a new email address. That's where Neilius came from. Um, I do have friends that call me Neilio, which I kind of like. Um, and occasionally a friend calls me Neilius, um, which is kind of endearing. So you can call me whatever you want. Um, just don't call me late for dinner. All right. Um, I hope that you have a great holiday whenever you, if you happen to listen to this during the holiday season. I hope you have a great holiday. I hope you have a great new year. As I mentioned, I'm taking a little bit of a break, but I will be back in uh, early 2021 um, with new energy, new ideas, and I'm looking forward to seeing you then. In the meantime, take care, reach out if you need to, and uh, wishing you all the best. And thanks again for being here with me.